Adventure Seekers, welcome. Jedi, Ninja, and Wizards Tolerated. Hello, I'm your host, Ran Law, and for today's quote, Musashi said, Do nothing that is of no use. But that's not our quote for today. Our quote for the day is juxtaposed to this. I looked it up after feeling the futility of life with all of its hardships and problems. As we are continually working to stand upright, despite how much gravity wants to push us down. This is what being an adventure seeker is all about. Not to mention Jedi's ninja and wizards. We are all looking for those little moments of magic that make us feel that we have a purpose and we are serving others. This is what brings me to today's quote. Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you plant. Robert Louis Stevenson. And now, it's time for a haiku from Sensei, entitled, Inward Journey. Time wasted waiting, or meditation time spent. Inward reflection. And now it's time for AJNW News. Our top story is a year in review. Although this story may be coming to you sometime in the new year, my actual recording time is still right before Christmas. Luckily, all through the house, I haven't heard a creature stirring, not even a mouse. Meanwhile, with my year in review, I've noticed that I've picked up a country or two. So, altogether, I am being listened to, at least occasionally, in three countries, if you're including the United States. Which is a surprise to me. These short podcasts have been initially used as a means to introduce my stories and my books, but it has also served as an introduction to my Rainlaw Patreon page, where I am still working at including new episodes of my Zen and Pen comics. I've spent a lot of time wadding up paper as I work on developing my own voice, artistically speaking. You can already hear my voice. I've also used this podcast to familiarize myself with working with microphones and getting relaxed enough to start recording my stories for audiobooks. Meanwhile, I'm trying to get my webpage running smoother so I can have an email list, but the MailChimp program that I've been using has been at odds with me and my concept of how it should work. I'm going to be trying send in blue possibly but as for today i'm going to post a comic i was doing of james williams sensei on my patreon page it's not finished but it's a work in progress and i will show it from time to time it's a watercolor pencil piece and i am certain that i will continue on with my zen and pen working with a monochromatic medium basically ink but I will continue to experiment, throwing in some watercolor highlights now and again. Now we're going to pause for a word from our sponsor. My email is rand at rand-lawrence and my webpage www.rand-lawrence.com. Now it's time for AJNW weather. We've had a break from the cold spell, but instead of going out, We're still staying inside because it's raining, at least off and on. I'm trying to sneak out when no one will notice, as this seems to start the rain. That's where the ninja skills come in. 
Now it's time for AJNW traffic. The traffic has been light, even if the skies haven't been. We're not far from a small ultralight airstrip, but this is a time of year where open air flying seems to slack off a bit. Now it's time for AJNW Sports, and AJNW Sports would like to report bicycle sightings. It's been warm enough and in between rain showers that a blue mongoose has been sighted running up and down the road and the hilly gravel track that I call my driveway. My wife indicates that she thinks I'm crazy for riding out in the cold, but she has agreed to join me Wednesday if it's warm enough. Now it's time for Q&A with Sensei. I received a question concerning how close I was with Cincinnati. Sensei's reply was he was acquainted with her, but somewhat distant. We have also received further questions about when the Tokushi Challenge workbook is coming out, and it appears to be in its final phase. We are hoping that it will come out in this coming week. And I now see it is time for the introduction to book six of the Mystic Dreamwalker series, Chase Lee and the Tutelage of Ming Wu. Encounter with Ming Wu. The morning had just broken over the ocean, and Harley woke up his wife Betty to ask her if she had heard a thunderclap. Betty replied that she hadn't, as she didn't have her hearing aids in yet. Harley looked outside and decided it was just another one of those lingering dreams from when he was younger. It either came from when he was in the war or maybe even from when he was still practicing being a dreamwalker. It had been a long time since he had devoted any energy into that. He had given up on that path after he had Betty come into his life. That sort of thing was better left to his grandson, Xander Davidson, and his young students. Harley thought it was nothing, but still he felt that he should call Xander and at least tell him about the dream. It had been a while since he had last called. He reviewed it in his mind where he was flying along above the clouds when a nearby thunderclap woke him up. There was something oddly familiar about it, but he couldn't put his finger on it. Getting up, he looked for Xander's phone number. The address book had the last one crossed out. Harley couldn't remember why Xander kept changing his phone number, but maybe he could raise his step-grandson, Eric, on the VHF radio out on the boat. He would have the number. He wrote himself a note to ask Eric about it later. Across the world from there, Jace Lee, a longtime student of Xander Davidson, could still hear the ringing in his ears from the thunderclap. Jace looked around, confused and disoriented. He saw a figure of a Chinese martial art master dressed in a gold silk ifu. Who are you? asked Jace Lee. I told you, or have you not been listening? I am Ming Wu. I am the guardian of the secrets of internal mobility. I heard you the first time. I was just confused as to how I got here and what happened to me, said Jace Lee. What did you think happened to you? There should be no question, as I had already explained 
this to you, said Ming Wu. I'm sorry. Perhaps you could repeat that for me again. The last thing I remember doing was trying to deliver a jolt of healing energy to my wife and brother-in-law. It seems to me I was sitting in the back seat as we left the airport in Switzerland, said J. Slee as he rubbed his head, trying to figure out what was actually going on. There is no time to waste talking about stupid, petty matters. Instead, clear your thoughts and pay attention to my instructions, said Ming Wu. Instructions? In what? Internal mobility? I don't even know what you're talking about, said Jace Lee. I assume that is because you are of mixed race and therefore do not possess all of the superior traits of a true dreamwalker, said Ming Wu. A dreamwalker? You were talking about secrets of dreamwalking? I'm a dreamwalker. My teacher is Xander Davidson, exclaimed Jace. The figure of Ming Wu loomed closer to Jace. They were so close that Jace could only focus on Ming's eyes. It was as if Ming was examining his thought process by looking deeply into his eyes. Who is Xander Davidson? That name doesn't sound Chinese said Ming. Xander is a dreamwalker that was taught by his grandfather, Harvey, and his martial art teacher, Mark Smith, said Jace. Then he decided to mention Higa and Oyato Sensei, both of whom had passed away before he had a chance to meet them. Ming Wu stood still, as if reflecting on what he had heard. After a brief moment of silence, he walked toward a denser area of mist that began to surround him. Higa was one of my student's disciples, and there was another disciple that was nicknamed Kaito, but Harley seems to be the right name for him. I do not know this Xander, hmm, but it doesn't matter. They are all failed students who have only crossed a few hurdles, said Ming. By this time, the mist had enclosed Ming completely, even as the brightness seemed to have doubled its intensity. Still, Jace could hear Ming's voice from out of the bright cloud, reminding him, You have been able to manipulate mind, energy, and matter. Keep trying to wake up from your dreams whenever possible. Just be sure that you are safe to do so. Jace felt Sarah's hand patting his face as he opened his eyes. Adam was handing her a bottle of water. Sarah, in turn, encouraged Jace to take a few sips. But, as soon as he had, he asked to go to sleep. After that, he only vaguely remembered getting out of the vehicle when they arrived back at Adam and Jade's. When he woke up later, he found himself in bed with his wife, and she was sleeping quietly. It was still dark outside when he checked the time. It was almost 3.30 in the morning. He was famished, so, trying his best to be quiet, he slipped out of bed and headed off for the kitchen. He had retrieved what appeared to be an almost untouched pot roast from the fridge and a mango, one of his favorite fruits. Grabbing a plate and a fork, he sat there at the table before he went to get a glass of chilled fruit juice. It wasn't even a footstep, but 
he heard the slide of a foot against the carpet behind him. Turning around, Jay spotted his sister Jade, grabbing a knife and a plate and positioning them on a placemat next to his spot. I thought I heard someone rustling around in here and decided I was hungry enough to eat, Jade said. Jace must have looked puzzled, so she continued to explain. You've been asleep for almost three days. Well, not actually three days, but it is easily over 48 hours, Jade said. That's right, said Sarah, who had made her way down the hall, dressed in a provocative nightie that she was covering up with her robe. You had me, all of us, worried. I was going to call a doctor, but Jade had called Xander and told him about your shocking Adam and me to revive us and then passing out, Sarah finished. That's right. Xander said to let you rest as the only thing you needed was to recharge your batteries. He said that you would be fine and hungry in a few days, said Jade. Adam must have been worn out as he never got up until daybreak. When he wandered into the kitchen to see that everyone had finished off the pot roast that had barely been touched before the other night. Is there anything left in the house for me to eat? Morning, said Jace. Morning, I guess you were making up for all the meals you missed, said Adam. Right. Sorry about that. I can scramble you some eggs, said Jace. No, don't bother. I'll just have some cereal, replied Adam. Oh, don't do that, said Jade. Adam looked at her quizzedly, and before he could ask why, Sarah had responded, We have been up for hours, and we are all hungry again. So we thought we would go out for breakfast, she explained. A sort of celebration for the returning of the slumbering warrior, joked Adam. Very much so, said Jade. I've been telling the girls about what I've seen right after I had zapped you, said Jace. I think you were the one that was zapped. I felt great right afterward. It was as if those pressure points that Bob had hit were only old bruises to me. I still remember being in a convulsion right before, but I had no after effects from it, said Adam. Jace went on to give Adam a full account of what he experienced after he had gotten his brother-in-law's attention. Adam found it interesting that Jace seemed to have a dreamwalking-like experience after losing consciousness. Most of the dreamwalkers had to diligently practice and work at envisioning encounters with focused meditation before they could achieve even the simplest task in dream meditation. Although everyone in the group knew that Xander could simply decide to take an action before going to sleep. He had enough power to draw other dreamwalkers along on his dream journey, even more so after he and Jane married. Her support and trust in him seemed to help him excel in every aspect of his life. Tim Collins and Xander Davidson's grandfather, Harley, could also enter into dreamwalking, but neither of them had the strength to pull focus of their dream walkers along on the journey. Adam had suggested that Jace should inform Xander about the encounter. Jace agreed and mentioned that he would try to make contact with Xander in his next dream meditation. 
Adam and both of the girls immediately objected to this strategy, and they actively urged Jace to contact Xander by phone as soon as it was a decent hour to contact him in his time zone. Jace agreed and decided to go ahead and leave his message on voicemail for Xander. After that, everyone went out for breakfast, and by the next morning, Jace and Sarah had returned to work helping out the family business health and fitness center. Jace and the others in the household continued practicing their dream meditation exercises every night before going to sleep. As always, they enjoyed living in their dreams just as much as they enjoyed their normal waking lives. Even when they never achieved a fantastic awareness with their dream walking, they still had the pleasure of being able to direct themselves in their dreams in whatever situation they found themselves in, just as they would be able to do so in their normal waking lives. Jace was puzzled when he had not received any message or reply from Xander either by phone or in his dream meditation as he neared the end of his work week. I highly recommend martial art instruction. Everything I do has been influenced by the martial arts. I have no weapons, but a weapon can be made. Knowledge of her power. Tokushi Kimpo. Keep following your dreams.